Hello, savvy moms, savvy savers, savvy money makers. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Elkie, CEO and founder of Savvy Moms Tonight, Career Prosperity Catalyst. I'm coming to y'all um, with another session of Savvy Money Moves. Um, this session is actually a reaction um, commentary to a viral video that um just recently in the last few days has sparked some conversations around money, ownership, especially, you know, um, just uh, relationships. And, and I would even go as far as just talking about wealth knowledge in the black community um, amongst black women and black men. So, uh, the video, if you haven't seen it yet, you could definitely Google it, go on you know any social media platform and find it. But there's a video of a young woman, a young black woman, and a young black man. They look like they're at this, you know, by the pool at this uh, at this house, and it happens to be this young woman's um, this woman. I don't even know if she's younger, older, but. This woman's boyfriend's birthday and they're videotaping the moment where she gives him this, her, his birthday gifts. And so the first gift she gives him is a bottle of cologne. And he's like, you know, he's kind of nonchalant about it. Like, oh, okay, cute. And then the next thing she pulls out is this uh, stack of papers. And on the front, you can kind of see it's a photo of a home. And she says, and he's like, what's this? And she says, oh, I, I bought you rental property. This man looks so disappointed. He looks so upset that this woman had bought him rental property. So he's like, I thought you would have got me like a Rolex or some chains or, jewelries or what, jewelry or whatever. But you got me this. And he started naming the street. It was basically like, who wants property on, in this neighborhood? And he just seemed to be very not excited about the about the idea that this woman bought property and gave it to him for a gift. So, you know, people are having their uh, of reactions to it. There are definitely some people, you know, who are like this guy, this guy's a clown. He's a fool. He's dumb. He don't know any better. Like f him, leave him, whatever. And then there's people who are like kind of give him grace, he doesn't know better, um, educate him, and, you know, do what you got to do to get him on that level of understanding, and there's people somewhere in the middle, I definitely, first reaction, gut reaction, I would tell y'all was, I was like, girl, what you need to say to this dude is boy, bye, we on the same page when it comes to money. We don't have the same understanding about wealth building. We certainly do not have the understanding about what it means to, to pass something down and have you build on that. No understanding. This relationship has to end. That was my gut, 100% raw reaction. But as the days have gone by and I've watched the video again, I've heard of the commentary, I will say that, yes, I can, I can see that he's most certainly not educated when it comes to what it means to build wealth and what it means to have a partner that understands what building wealth means and why it's important when we are in a relationship with someone 
um, for my single moms out there who are happily dating like myself, why it's important that I even shifted what I was looking for in a mate based on my better understanding about money. I can tell you, if y'all met 23-year-old Elkie, who was, you know, a year or so out of college, having her first real professional job, um, at one point was still living with her parents and then moved in with her brother, shared a home. And if you had told her the, the idea of buying a home at that age, because I was all about renting. I was, uh, I was all about renting even up until about two years ago, okay? So I can, I can take a step back and say I can understand the lack of understanding, right? I can understand the lack of knowledge that some people possess when it comes to ownership and, and how there is a big wide gap in knowledge amongst the black community. That's, that's a known documented, uh, um, fact. And for sure, um, the ownership rate is far different for black people versus white people versus any other race group. It's much lower. And there's definitely reasons. It's historical reasons for that. There's policy reasons for that. There's all kinds of reasons why home ownership and ownership of property is very low amongst black people. There are a lot of factors that contribute to that. But when we're talking 2020, the access to that information and the access to Buying property is a lot different. It's not what it used to be back in the 40s and 50s where black people like we, we heard the story, um, the movie that's based on it, The Banker, where this black these two black men had to have a white man front their company so they could buy property in different neighborhoods and own real estate. It's not what it is. It's not what it was then. It's very different. I could go out and buy property if I want. So can my fellow family members and friends, right? I, I have several family members that own homes. I have several friends that own homes out here in Georgia. And home ownership amongst black folks in Georgia, it's almost like it's not, at least from what I see, I can't speak for the whole state of Georgia, of course, but for the sense that I get real estate and ownership is is high. And there's a want and a desire to do that. There's an expectation that you do that. And, and I saw the difference in my thinking when I moved here in, to Georgia now almost four years ago versus when I was living up north in Rhode Island and Massachusetts and, and the difference in my understanding of home ownership, even though I had parents who owned a home for over 20 years, right? But I saw the struggles they went through with home ownership. I saw the financial, you know, burning it caused sometimes and, and how difficult the housing market was in those places and why it was such a hard thing to imagine to own property when I lived there because the cost of living was high. So for me to own when I, where I lived in Mass, for me to own a home there, you're talking about a quarter of a million dollars or more to own a home. And a quarter million meaning like that's a small ass dirt home, but half a million dollar homes was average in the neighborhood that I lived in, you know, and that's, that just wasn't realistic for me. And so being out here and seeing friends and family members who've owned homes and purchased homes 
and having friends encourage me and say, hey, like this is something you could really do out here. This is not such a hard reach for you. Like you have the ability to do this. You just got to work towards it. And how like two years ago, I set my mind to making that happen for me and why it became so real. And I explained this story to say, I had to get in the mindset. I had to remind myself that I just got here myself about owning property and then thinking about even owning rental property. That that is a financial goal of mine because one of the wealth building principles, one of the ways we build wealth is ownership and property is one of them. Real estate is one of the, one of the, one of the top ways people can become wealthy, real estate, owning real estate. So what that girl did by gifting her boyfriend, not even husband, And that's a whole nother story. But boyfriend rental property was a gift that was going to keep on giving if he had thought about it in a smart way. But he wasn't there. It would be like gifting your kid um, a computer in in, in the early 90s where we didn't understand the value of computers. It was only for rich people at that time. And why gifting them a computer could have sparked an interest in software building. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, but they don't know at the time what you're gifting them. So they can't, they can't think that far. So for that man who was wanting the Rolex and the jewelry and wasn't thinking, well, I could buy multiple Rolexes and jewel and other jewelry had I really thought about the investment first and not the, you know, depreciating liability. Um, because assets, it's what you want to own. Assets are things that are going to bring you money. And liabilities are things that are going to take away from you. They're, they're, they're going to cost you money in the long run. Cars are considered liabilities. I didn't even know cars were considered liabilities at first. I thought, you know, cars is a necess- it's our necessary thing. Like, you need a car to get around, right? But it's a depreciating uh, um, property. So... When you drive that car off the lot, it lowers in value. Whereas with a home with, you know, depending on the neighborhood it's in, depending on how well it's kept, depending on the, the different aspects of that neighborhood, um, taxes, all these things, that neighborhood could add to the value of the home. Right. And it's close proximity to certain things that adds value to that home, which on a sale, if you're not in a bad situation with your loan could actually give you profit. Or if you decide to buy rental property that you rent to other folks, you could pay the mortgage off faster and then generate profit from the renting of that property. So that's, but that was not something that at the age of 23, someone could have told me and I would have been so down with it. I would have been like, no, owning a home is a lot of work because when you watch your family members and you watch your parents go through the struggle of you know possibly losing a home on many occasions, you don't think ownership and home ownership is, is something of your future. You see it as this thing's going to cost me a lot of money and headache. So I'm just going to rent for the rest of my life. And I will tell y'all, I was cool with that. I was absolutely cool with it because I just saw it as a process that I didn't want to get involved in. But as I started to learn more and do research and be around people who were realtors and homeowners and, and, and learning wealth principles and, and doing my own research and reading books and listening to financial gurus that's what started to really change 
my mindset around wealth and ownership. And so, you know, unfortunate for this woman, she may have to reconsider what that relationship will be for her because you definitely don't want to be on a such a wide, uh, you don't want to be in a, such a, a wide gap when it comes to understanding of money with your partner. One of the things that I'm, I always put into the universe and ask God for is I want my partner to be financially sound. I want him to have a strong foundation when it comes to money and understanding money and saving and investing and, and, you know, owning stuff and putting money into different ideas and, and stocks and all that stuff. I want someone who comes to the table with that kind of understanding because I want when I come to him and say, hey, I want us to purchase property together and here's how I want us to do it so it could generate income for us to pay off whatever ho home we're living in or whatever we decide if we purchase home property together. I want to be like, all right, babe, that's cool. Because I'm doing everything on my end to make sure that when I meet him, I'm in a good place financially. I'm doing that work now so that I don't become a financial burden to him. So I want him to be prepared to come to the table and say, hey, babe, I, yep, or at least open to learning from me. He doesn't have to be there 100%, but at least open to learning and, and, and valuing what financial um, literacy really means and then be able to pass that on to our to our children, you know, if he has kids um, and being even having conversations with my daughter, I have very open and honest conversations with my daughter and talk to her about, you know, the importance of owning things and investing and saving your money and when you want to spend your money budgeting it and making sure you take care of your needs first versus your wants you know the wants will come but the needs have to be settled just just explaining those kind of things to my young daughter who's 13 knowing that as she gets older those principles are going to follow her so why is it important to have those conversations now so you don't meet up with the man in that video and you're having to explain to him at a very, he's well into his adulthood, what is, what, why the importance of that rental property was so much better than getting the Rolex, which won't even hold its value. And what do you do with the Rolex after you've worn it a few times? You get tired of it. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm not here to bash the guy. I don't know him. I don't know where his, all we saw was, whatever, how many seconds of that video was, right? That's all we saw and that's all we could judge on. So our reactions will be based on that first. And it maybe if he releases a statement or the girl releases a statement, we'll learn more. But I will say this, if you cannot see the value in the things that people are trying to teach you, you will not be able to, it will not click. It will take you a very long time to see, it will take you a very long time to see the value. And I'm not here to, you know, as someone who wants to be um, very open and, and honest about my journey and wants to teach women to do the same. Know that I've met people at various stages of their understanding and learning when it comes to financial literacy. And know that, yeah, we, we all come from a different angle of understanding and cultural backgrounds when it comes to our money understanding and how it's important that we give people grace in the process. Um, 
that's what I hope you can always do is give people grace because not everybody's at that level of understanding, even at, as adults. You know, yes, he should be, he should even know at, at the basic level, only property is valuable, but we don't know what we don't know sometimes. And that may mean taking a step back and saying, how, what's most important here for me to learn? Maybe, and you know, I hope that he watched the video and, and concentrated and did the, his due diligence um, and really said, okay, what was my girlfriend really trying to do here? And maybe I need to rethink what I value. Hopefully he does that. Hopefully he has that aha moment. But if he doesn't, then I think, yeah, she should make different decisions because she's clearly on a different path when it comes to her money making decisions. And you don't want someone who you're trying to build a life with making some decisions that could bankrupt you. You know, there are people who, there are partners, people like definitely I've met in my life who have been a financial burden to me, who have, who have just the mere fact of being in their presence. Cause I believe money is energy. Just being in their presence caused, has caused me to lose money. And when I've removed them out of my life, I've done well financially because their energy was so bad around money. Their understanding was so bad around money. They were wasteful and, and not thoughtful about money and always broke. And so I felt like I was going down that path with them. But if you're around someone who has a, a really positive sense and, and positive understanding and see money as energy and they're, they're pushing and wanting to bring abundance into their life and they, they really focus on that and that feeds off of you, you get a, a, a very much, uh, you, you become so in tuned with that, that will just make a difference in how money shows up in your life personally and in your relationship with that person. So I always tell y'all ladies, for us, like I said, happily dating out here in these streets, Always make sure that you have these kind of open and honest conversations with your potential mate. And also, if you're married, I have some, you know, married women that I've coached and that are in my group on Facebook. I tell them, too, there's got to be some open, direct conversations with your spouse about money because you, you can't be the one pushing everything when it comes to money. And you can't be the one always thinking about the future in your house, your husband. Your partner has to be thinking about that as well because they're making some money decisions too. And if y'all are not on the same page, y'all not even talking about what y'all future plans are, how y'all going to spend money, what's important, what's valuable to you, and you're making, you're taking financial risk and your partner's not even invested or involved, that could really make things hard in the relationship. So it's, it's trying to be in tune with each other that makes the difference. So... That's my commentary. I hope it finds y'all well. Y'all can always continue to follow me here on all platforms um, that you hear this podcast. If you'd like to join my Savvy Money Mindset group on Facebook, you can join that. As a, um, I, I support single mothers, single women, and married women as well. Shout outs to all the women in the group. Um, and yes, you can definitely check out my page, Savvy Moms Unite, on Facebook as well for more information. Thanks again. Love y'all. Take care and have a blessed one.